Time in the saddle, and we welcome back our regular co-host, Chris Williamson Jr. How's it? It's good, Ryan. Good to be back again. Nice. Good to have you back in the saddle. My name is Ryan O'Connor. Uh, we talk all things cycling on our uh, weekly podcast. If you have been following the series, we've had a host of great guests on this uh, podcast series. We've chatted everything around us, the world of cycling. Specifically, over the past couple of weeks, we've been chatting Tour de France, and it's good to have you back as we wrap things up. Uh, an interesting month of cycling. At the end, it had to go to one of the Sky Cyclists, and it ended up being uh, Chris Froome's teammate, and a well, well-deserved Geraint Thomas. Yeah, definitely. It was a it was an exciting last week to see how the team tactics were going to play out, and um, I think yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future sure. between those two riders. Tom Dumoulin, what a great tour he had! Awesome eh? guy. Yeah. He, I mean, it was so hard for him. It was. I mean, he was he was out there by himself uh, against basically an entire Sky team who were backing the their two top riders to walk away with the yellow jersey. Um, some of the uh, some of the, dr- the dramatic stages we had in the last two weeks of Tour de France. Peter Sagan. I mean, he he was. My, I said to you at the beginning of Tour de France, watch out. I, I I had a sneaky suspicion he might not get yellow. I was I I, I tipped him to kind of get yellow, uh, but at the end, too just too dominant in terms of King of the Mountain. It was just he just absolutely. Smash that green jersey! Oh yeah, no. Listen, he's uh, currently keeping the record, and I think uh, it's going to be a record that's not going to be be broken in our lifetime. Yeah. But I mean, he's an unbelievable all round rider. I mean, to get that, uh, if you look at the amount of sprinters that pulled out of the tour, yeah, um, and to get over that mountains, it's uh, yeah, it's really well done. What happens? In terms of those professional cyclists now, a lot of, you know, they've been working hard for their, their money for the past month. Um, we've had almost what is the typical cycling season come to an end now. We've had all the big tours in the bag. Um, do they get time off? Do they go back to their families for a little bit? How long is this little hiatus now between the, the end of the Tour de France and when kind of a se- season starts again for the professional cyclists? Well, some of these guys has got... Uh the, f- the season is not finished yet. Okay. Um, normally, after the Tour de France, they'll take part in, uh, they call it these criterium races, which is actually for the show, for the people to see mm. um, the riders now after the Tour. And then, uh, of course, some of them prepare for the Vuelta España, which is the Tour of Spain. And then uh, the big one for the year is the World Championships. That's the one coming now, for which uh, Sagan is currently the World Champion. So that rainbow jersey is a big thing. So and, he, won't, he uh, won't have a break. No, he won't. No, I mean, he's the only rider that, that won it three times in a row. And uh, he's definitely going to go for it again. And that is uh, any cyclist's dream to be riding the rainbow jersey. As for the rest of the team, they kind of have a little bit of a break. Yeah, it, it depends if, they, if they're off to the Tour of Spain. Um, but otherwise, it's, it's basically the end of the season. One or two smaller yeah. races, but nothing big anymore. And just as a way of kind of a, how the depth of these teams, a lot of the riders that they would have rested for Tour de France, they would be keeping in mind knowing that the Tour of Spain's coming. So they might have rested one or two kind of uh, of the domestiques, a couple of fresh uh, sets of legs that are out there preparing in advance, I guess, um, for the Tour of Spain as opposed to taking part in Tour de France. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always a, a thing that people debate about whether if you do two or three grand tours, I mean, can your body recover? I mean, that's a that's a big thing now where they say with uh, Chris Froome doing the Giro d'Italia, yeah. was he overtired and Garen Thomas not doing the, the sure. Giro? Is that, that where the, the, the loss came in? So it's a, it's a thing you can debate about. and uh, yeah. I thought that was very unfair of the journalists in the interview, watching that interview with Chris Froome, just coming back for those of you who watched it. Uh, the journalist said to him, if you could, if we could take away your Giro d'Italia, if we could take that away from you and give you the yellow jersey this year, would you swap your Giro d'Italia win 
for a Tour de France win. And I, I just thought there was a bit of sides because yeah. it, it's like, how do you say, uh, okay, it, it, I'll take your Wimbledon in tennis terms. I'll take your Wimbledon title away and give you the French Open. Or yeah. I'll take away your French Open title and give you Wimbledon. Uh, I mean, he had a good answer. What's done yeah. is done. Yeah, yeah so what's done. I wanted the Giro. Yeah. I won the Giro. And yeah. I, I won't take it back. It's it's what's done is done. I'm, I'm quite happy to have won it. And I'm quite happy that Geraint Thomas as well. Yeah. But I just thought it was like, it was a bizarre thing to ask. Would I take the way, the one away from you to give you the other? Yeah. Um, I think he's already done Tour de France. He had an exceptional race. It wasn't maybe a, the one that he'd really ideally wanted, but he's won Giro this year, and it's uh, you know he's, he's had a good a good outing for for Team Sky. Yeah, it's it's it's. What's your thoughts of of next year? I mean, what do you think? Uh, apparently, Thomas hasn't signed a contract with Sky know. already. I mean, he would love to go for it next year again, but I can't see him and Froome. Yeah, in the uh, same team no no you see now you've got two big horses that are gonna you can't back two horses for for a race you know what I mean um, you you as a team you've got to build your your Tour de France around one cyclist I mean this is a, how, how we've known this 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 sport for years is that every team will have one kind of a contender for the title Froome will not be able to build a team with Geraint Thomas in it um, knowing that Geraint's going for the same thing and, and, and being a Tour de France winner himself so if I was Geraint Thomas I would maybe take one or two of my my, 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 my wingmen yeah. And I'd go knocking on doors yeah. of like maybe a Dimension Data. Uh, who knows if Dimension Data will keep their name for next year. Uh, at this stage, there's speculation around uh, who's going to be investing money in our, in our South African side. And it's great. Whoever it is, whether it be a Discovery or whether it be whoever, um, I'm sure the future, and certainly from Doug Ryder, the team principals, uh, kind of a, a, a thought pattern would be how do I build for next year's Tour de France, next year's cycling season? Uh, would I be benef- more beneficial picking up a Chris Froome, th- keeping in mind that you've got a Mark Cavendish still in your team possibly for another year? Um, uh, but I wouldn't back Cavendish on another win. I mean, I think I think this is it. I think we've seen uh, this was the, the tour that Cavendish was going to if he was going to be have any uh, chance of wearing yellow the, or any other jersey color for that matter. This would have been that tour. I'm not sure if we can talk about Cavendish Tour de France next year. Maybe I'm writing him off too soon. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I rather say nothing. I mean, I remember a few years ago uh, ago with uh, Mario Cipollini. I mean, he was I think it was 37 years old yeah. or 36, and he came back and won the World Championships. Super Mario, I mean, yeah. yeah, he was also not doing anything, and then boom, wins the World Championship. So. It's difficult just to, you know, you've got it in your legs and he's got the experience, just that lucky breakthrough. And uh, I do feel sorry for him, though, yeah. Mark Cavendish. I, I really think we expected a lot from him. I think his team expected a lot from him. He was unlucky uh, during some very tough stages and doing a, a, the, 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 that one specifically that saw the end of his Tour de France. Um, just to, to have seen kind of a, like, listen, uh, you know, you, you didn't have the Tour de France that we all would have liked you to have had. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that we need, uh, I say we like as if I'm involved in uh, a South African cycling team. Uh, I say team dimension data need to start thinking about uh, 2019 and beyond, maybe certainly 2020 and beyond, and about getting just one acquisition, one big rider think, into the team. I think they've got a plan for 2020, if I'm not mistaken. It's for, for Louis Mainkis. Oh. I think you know that's, that's their plan. I mean, he didn't do much this year, but their plan is 2020 for yeah. him for Tour de France. So, you know, he's a youngster, and I think they're walk, working towards that. Mm. And um, it's all, yeah, I think they've got a lot of faith in him. and. Uh, Let's see, yeah. Nice. It, it, yeah. Right, let's go from international cycling. We'll talk about local cycling. Now, I, to, I turn our focus to, we're always trying to highlight a different aspect of cycling. And one thing that we haven't really spoken about, and we've spoken about uh, road uh, cycling, mountain biking, we've spoken about a little bit about gravel bikes, e-bikes. Um, I want to talk about another form of cycling that's um, that's really growing, and it's a, a form of mountain biking, only it's not really the uh, going up of the mountain, it's the coming down of the mountain. I'm talking about enduro athlete, uh, cyclists. Enduro cyclists, uh, the guys that go out 
out there, the downhill cyclists that kind of a go up. Uh, they kind of like like being taking a shortcut to get to the top. Normally, it's at the back of a bucky. Uh, depends where you are. You and I have both been at a coffee shop where we've seen these cyclists hop onto the back of a, of a bucky. They get a lift to the top of a point and they come down all guns blazing, doing the most horrific downhill stuff. And I say horrific because you look at the kind of courses that they do going downhill and you think, you need brass balls uh, to be doing that. Um, there's a massive culture of these enduro slash downhill cyclists um, that, and the sport itself that's just blown up. We see Greg Minar, who's done wonders for, for, for downhill uh, uh, biking, um, just just kind of a, uh, give the sport a platform. We're seeing all these beautiful um, uh, already existing cycle paths that are in these wonderful nature reserves having specialized downhill sections mm. built for these cyclists. Massive sport. Yeah, listen, those guys have nerves of steel. I mean, uh, we've been down there, right? I mean, our shoes were walked to pieces down there. And that was, I mean, I, I don't know. And the, the speed they go down there and the, the jumps they do. Yeah, Let's start know. with equipment. It's a different bike. Yeah, completely. I mean, it's got a lot more travel. Um, a lot By of that you mean it's got a lot more suspension. Suspension, front, yeah, back, so, uh, back and front. Right. So normally, if you look at a normal cross country rider, they normally yeah. run 100 more travel, right. which Just is the front 10 centimeters. Right. That would mean, as a cyclist, you're sitting kind of a. If you're on the bicycle as a cyclist, for this who doesn't really know the technical stuff, you're sitting kind of balanced, uh, kind of biased slightly towards sitting at the back of the bike, uh, but it's equal. You kind of a you know yeah. you you find yourself if you get down to going down too steep of an embankment, you, the chance of you going over the top of the handlebars sure. are pretty good. And and of course, you you don't need that travel, and you focus on a lighter bike because sure. you uh, the, uh, endurance rider or a distance rider yeah, you yeah. don't need that travel you're lightweight you're never going to do those um, size jumps so you don't you don't need that kind of travel to yeah. absorb the, the landing yeah. um, and then uh, of course they sometimes ride smaller wheels or the in between the 26 and the 29 which is the 27 and a half yeah um, and then the tires is, is a lot wider yes. I mean uh, it's got more aggressive more grip and then, of course, the equipment they ride, full-face helmets, sure. I mean, uh, knee, knee uh, chest, everything. Because you can guards, imagine, yeah. Yeah. coming down there. I just want to say on this note, please, um, if you are on a mountain bike, whether it's a full suspension, whether it's just a uh, hardtail, whatever, do not try some of these downhill courses if you don't have the right equipment. You wouldn't want to put roller skates on and go into an ice rink. You are going to see your gefufelholen. You will see your gat because you, like Chris says, the suspension isn't geared for that for that intense kind of drops that you get going on a downhill. And what happens is you just bottom out. So your suspension takes the load. It's too much for the suspension to take. What happens is your wheels just end up Giving up, giving way, it gives way at the bottom of the jump, and you will be Aina. To say you'll be Aina is putting it lightly. Uh, to say you might have broken backs, necks, limbs is probably being a bit more realistic. Um, so, so don't don't attempt the hectic downhill stuff on a standard mountain bike. There's special equipment that you have to buy and sp- uh, special protective wear as well. I find the younger you are. And Chris, this is maybe somewhere where we are in our lives, where we kind of are looking at the sport going, mm, uh, we fathers, we've got kids, we want to, you know, maybe yeah, yeah. have more kids and yeah, we want yeah. to see them to see us, you know, as dads. Yeah. The youngsters blaze down these rides uh, or down these trails with this reckless abandon that I kind of go, wow. Uh, the older you get, the more you look at courses like this, even if you've got the right equipment, and you go, hmm. Not my cup of tea. No, no. And I mean, the youngsters, they, they crash and they get up and they yeah. carry on. I mean, we just 
Clip handle boss like the other day, and you yeah. were lying for half an hour. I had broken I mean, it ribs. Was, uh, <laughs> we literally just we connected <laughs> on a slight little corner going up a hill, and I was flat down, man down on my back. I I really thought the world had come to an end, and. Oh. It just shows you the older you get, and you, then you kind of a. Um, if you've ever been in a crash in any form, like mountain bike, road bike, it takes a bit to get your confidence back, even more so on a mountain bike. Certainly because it's a lot more technical. And at our age, when we crash, we break something. Yeah, it's done. It's yeah. given. Yeah. Done. All right. So for those of you who are out there who are doing the various courses, keep doing them. Uh, also, please let us know at any time. Chris is uh, uh, on social media at Chris Willems, so JR, at Ryan O'Connor ZA on uh, Twitter. Let us know if there's any questions you want to ask about any of the sports that we cover in terms of the various cycling disciplines. Um, let's look to the weekend as well now. Chris, in the Western Cape, we're, uh, every week the weather office promises that there's going to be rain. It promises that we're going to have muddy conditions on the trails. We haven't had the most pleasant weather. It's been very cold in the mornings and afternoon and very windy as well. Uh, the sun's been out. You and I haven't had a chance. I've been a little bit sick. You've been a snowed under with work to actually get out on our bikes and enjoy some of the trails. And we are gearing up in August for some very big rides. It's uh, Women's Month. There'll be various, um, uh, you know, races geared around focusing on uh, um, our female athletes who are out there doing uh, flying the flag high for cycling. Um, we're gearing up towards uh, Elgin, the end of the month, Taltoria's massive ride. That's the first time I'll be officially on a bike doing an event. Uh, I'm trying to convince Chris to be there. Uh, it's out in Elgin on the 25th of August please be sure uh, to enter entries online you can check out the details on Taltoria's Facebook page as well uh, this weekend though the weather office says rain and I see it says rain and I'm, I, I don't want to sound doubtful but we haven't had the rain that we've needed at this stage uh, weather for Saturday and Sunday in the mother cities 18 degrees and 17 respectively with rain uh, all the way through to Wednesday of next week it does mean that listen there's no bad day for cycling get out on your mountain bikes uh, in Johannesburg it's slightly different conditions as well. You've had a very cold, very cold winter. Um, you, you are heading towards, believe it or not, warmer weather Saturday and Sunday. 22 on Saturday, 23 on Sunday with a, a massive wind, which is unheard of in Joburg, but it'll be blowing gales on Sunday. Events this weekend? We've got, um, on Saturday, we've got the Race to the Sun. That's in the northwest. Then um, we've got a local one here, the All Mountain Enduro, which is in uh, Halderberg in Somerset West. And then also the Half Cape Mountain Bike Tour in Swellendam. And then a big one I see here, which is in the end of the month, uh, 31st, is the Namakwa Quest. That's actually an awesome ride. It's a three-day stage race. And apparently now with all the rain, the flowers, is uh, it's really uh, beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah, beautiful to go and check that out. Tell me quickly, uh, what's hot in Chris Phillips' cycles at the moment? Is there anything special that's come in? Anything we need to come and check out in the store online? I see that uh, on social media, I see you guys have been talking a lot about uh, uh, some big sales. There's normally, we're gearing up to a time of the year where we have a uh, almost like a Black Friday, a mini Black Friday, where we have a birthday sale. We have something special happening. There's been some huge sales going down. Can you give us a sneak peek as to what uh, some of those, some of the, maybe the new stuff that's appeared in store and some of the stuff that's now unbelievably marked down to, to fly? Yeah, we've got our, our winter sale now at the yep. moment, so we we it's a perfect time to buy winter clothing as we head towards summer. Summer stuff is slowly but surely on its way, so we're getting clearing uh, arm warmers, uh, rain jackets. Um, there's loads of stuff on the on the winter sale, and then the the big thing is that uh, we've got loads of e-bikes. I mean, it's a market that's exploding. We keep on speaking about it, and uh, it's something that's really. Um, taken the market so we've got a massive range there of, of e-bikes over 50 different e-bikes so you're more than welcome to pop in and come have a look I've got to say that I'd, I've never seen as many people uh, as many brands and as many options available uh, as I have seen at Chris Phillips' cycle so if you're looking at an e-bike 
I would definitely suggest you go and pop down and see Chris or one of his amazing sales sales staff on the floor. Uh, they'll be able to assist you whether you're looking at something at the entry level or something that's a bit more uh, full, maybe a full kind of a carbon uh, offering, something with a top of the range Bosch motor, all the bells and whistles. They offer everything from start to finish in terms of where you want to start at in cycling and hopefully where you'd like to finish in terms of e-cycling too. Uh, Chris, have a phenomenal week. We'll chat again next weekend. We'll chat all things cycling. Uh, this is Time in the Saddle. Chris Williamson Jr., myself, Brian O'Connor. We'll catch you again soon.